1: If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Our Patreon supporters voted at uh, patreon.greatdetectives.net, and we are going to be doing a summer of summer replacement programs. These are programs that aired during the golden age of radio, but they only appeared during the summer. No one ever turned them into a whole series, at least not over radio. That caveat is particularly important with our very first program. We're going to start off the Amazing World of Radio's uh, series of summer replacements with a bit of a curiosity piece that I think you'll enjoy. This series is known as Gramby's Green Acres, who would go on to create Green Acres in 1965. However, in the summer of 1950, it was just a replacement program. And so, in many ways, we're going to take a look at the first draft of what would become a classic television sitcom. And we're going to play the audition program for you. And the audition was recorded March 30th, 1950. Let's have a listen. Randy's Green Acres. <laughs>
2: Starring Gail Gordon as John Granby. B. <coughs> Benaderet as his wife, Martha.
3: <coughs>
2: <coughs> Shirley Mitchell as daughter, Janice.
3: <coughs>
2: and Parley Bear as Ev, the hired hand.
3: <coughs>
0: see you for a minute, I was busy writing a story for next week's issue of the Doveville Clarion. I'm Dave Winslow, editor of the Clarion. Doveville is a nice little community. Got a healthy climate. It's two and a half inches above sea level. We've got a church, a firehouse, a school, and a railroad station. Someday, we hope to get a railroad.
3: <laughs> well,
0: anyway, this story I'm writing is a human interest feature called Man with a B in his bonnet. It's about a city fellow named John Granby. Martha?
4: Yes, John?
0: Worked in a bank in the city and had one of them real banking kind of minds.
2: Martha, I've just been going over our household accounts.
4: Uh, John, you've just finished eating dinner. Let it digest.
2: Martha, do you realize that last month you spent $56 more than I made?
4: Oh, I don't see how that could be, John. Every time I made out a check... I entered it in the checkbook. It came out exactly even. Even? Well, yes. At the end of the month, there was one stub for every check.
3: (laughs) What am I going to
2: do with you? We plan a budget, and you promise me faithfully that you'll stick to it. But you just ignore the budget and spend more and more money. Martha, how can you be such a a, a, a Democrat?
3: <laughs> John,
4: I do my best, but prices are so high.
2: Martha, Martha, let's face it. The price of food wouldn't be any problem to us if we'd done what I wanted to do five years ago and bought a farm. Uh. Why now we'd be getting all our food for nothing.
4: John Granby, I can't understand you. You've got a good position, a home, a a wife and a daughter, but you're always talking about throwing everything away to buy a farm. But,
2: honey, that's all I've ever dreamed about. Oh, I'm not denying that now I've got security, but I want more than that. I want to prove that I can make something of myself with my own hands, that I can succeed starting with nothing, just my brain. What? I'm...
3: (laughs) I mean, I can
2: start with my brain, which is nothing.
4: Uh, That is... (laughs) My brain is something, but I thought I I could start with... What are you trying to say?
2: That I want to have the feeling of accomplishing something. On a farm, I'd have that feeling. I'd, I'd take a seed, a tiny little seed, and I'd plant it in the ground. Then I'd cover it up with dirt. Then I'd water it. And pretty soon, what would I
4: have? A dirty little wet
3: seat.
2: Martha, Martha, don't you understand? A farm would give me independence. If I need an apple, I can pick it. Or if I want a potato, I can dig it. Or if I want an egg. You can lay it. I can lay
3: it.
5: (laughs) Of course not. This is
2: ridiculous. Simply ridiculous.
5: What's ridiculous, Dad?
2: Oh, Janice, Janice, I want to ask you a question.
5: <laughs> okay, Dad.
2: Remember, I want you to think very carefully before you give me an answer. Okay. What do you think of the idea of our moving to a farm?
5: I think it's ridiculous, stupid, and impractical. <laughs>
2: Janice, when I want your opinion, I'll ask you. <laughs>
4: Oh, now, let's not have any arguing. Now, John, you read your paper, and Janice and I will do the dinner dishes. Oh, well,
5: I did them already, Mom. Oh, well, thank you, dear. That's okay. Uh, Say, Mom, what kind of meat was that we had? I never tasted anything like it. Oh, that wasn't meat.
2: It wasn't? It tasted just like it.
5: Uh Uh-uh. It was a rutabaga burger.
2: (laughs) (laughs) A rutabaga burger?
4: Uh Uh-huh. I found the recipe in the ladies' home journal.
2: Well, sounds more like something you'd find in Popular Mechanics.
4: <laughs> well, dear, I told you prices today are just impossible. Oh, they sure are. How much
5: did you say steak was the last time you bought it? A dollar and twenty-seven cents a pound.
2: A dollar twenty-seven cents a pound? Why, well, I wouldn't pay that for meat if they sliced it off Betty Grable. <laughs> <laughs> Well, prices like that are just ridiculous
4: Well, if you think that's ridiculous, butter is 93
5: cents a pound Sometimes it's been a dollar
2: Oh, I can't believe it After all, what is butter? Just milk that's been pushed too far?
5: (laughs) You know, Mom, maybe Dad is
4: right Maybe you ought to let him buy a farm Now, Janice Your father and I have already settled that. (laughs) I was just
5: kidding.
2: Well, it's nothing to kid about. I think it's a wonderful idea. No, John. But, Martha, if you'd only let me... John, I
4: refuse to argue the point anymore. If you feel that you've got to plant something, buy yourself a... a a flower pot.
3: (laughs) A power
2: (laughs) plot?
4: A flower pot?
2: I'm talking about something bigger.
4: Buy a window box.
5: A window box?
2: Well, what's so funny?
5: I thought you were going to say window walks.
2: Why should I say window walks?
5: Well, you said power flop.
4: Oh, well, that was
2: a mistake. Now, where was I? Where was
4: were... I? Uh, talking about a window box. Oh,
2: yes, yes. Well, maybe I will buy a window box.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
5: oh, well, all right, all
2: right. I'll show you that even when it comes to small-scale cultivation, you can save money. Now, that ought to convince you.
5: John,
4: you've been talking this way for years. What is it that makes you so anxious to be a farmer?
2: Oh, I don't know. I guess that it's just like they say. When you've got to grow, you've got to (laughs) grow.
0: Well, by now I guess you know why I call this here story in the clarion, man with a bee in his bonnet. Mr. Granby is the bee, and the bee he's got is the farming bee. The only trouble was that every time he tried to stick his head out of the hive, Mrs. Granby sprayed him with DDT. (laughs) Of course, that that didn't kill the bee. It uh, just took a little of the buzz out of his stinger. (laughs) A window box ain't a farm, but... Then half a loaf is better than none.
2: Good day, sir. What can I do for you? Uh, uh, do you carry window boxes? Certainly. If they're not too heavy... (laughs) I beg your pardon? It was a little joke. (laughs) Yes, sir, we have about as fine an assortment of window boxes as you'll find in any garden supply store in the city. Good, good. I'll take one. All right. Now, will there be anything else? Uh, yes. I'd like some dirt for it. Dirt? Well, I guess we can dig some up for you. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Um,
2: what kind do you have? Well, it's... it's, uh... uh, brown. (laughs) And it's got, uh... well... When you, when you shovel it up, it are
3: uh,
2: uh, brown, and, and,
3: and, well, it
2: looks like uh, I, it's dirt, oh, but uh, there are all different kinds. You see, I'm interested in farming, and I've done a great deal of reading about soil. How fascinating. Yeah. The, uh, the pH of the soil has a great deal to do with how well a plant will grow. Really? Ph is a chemical term which indicates whether the soil is too acid or too alkaline oh, Well, I don't know what ours is, but I'll be glad to let you taste such
3: <laughs> that,
2: uh, that won't be necessary I'll test it when I get it home And then if it's too acid, I can always alkalize it What do you do, give each plant an alka-seltzer?
3: <laughs> no
2: No, you don't do anything like that. Well, I should hope not. That fizzing might drive a geranium out of its mind. (laughs) Well, I'm I'm not going to plant flowers, you see, only vegetables. Uh, Which reminds me, I'd better buy some seeds. Certainly. What kind do you want? Uh, I told you, vegetable. I know, but what kind of vegetables? Oh, well, I don't know. I haven't got too much room. Say... How about picking out one seed of each?
3: <laughs> one
2: seed of each? Yes, yes. Uh, what would you suggest? You wouldn't do it anyway.
3: <laughs> Wait here, I'll go back and take them up.
0: Well, sir, Mr. Granby took his window box home and went to work planting his midget garden. About two months later...
5: Say, Mom, it's getting late. Aren't you going to cook dinner tonight?
4: No, dear, your father's cooking it.
5: Dad? Oh, I hope we survive. No! (laughs) I hope he
4: survives. That's about the fifth time he's burned himself. What's the occasion? It's harvest time. (laughs) Your father picked all the vegetables in his window box today, and he insisted on cooking them himself. Oh, no! Come and get it! Uh, We're coming, dear. Come along, Janice. All right. Well,
2: it's all finished. Now, sit down, sit down, sit down.
4: Thank you, dear. Uh, Would you like me to serve? Uh,
2: No, no, I'll do it in a moment. But first, I want to point something out. These two casseroles contain the results of my first vegetable crop. The total cost was approximately four cents a pound, which is ten cents cheaper than they can be bought in any market. I hope I've proved my point.
4: Well, you certainly have, dear. Good for you, Dad.
2: Thank you, thank you. Now, Martha, if you'll pass your plates, I'll begin serving.
4: Oh, here they are, John.
2: Uh, there's Janice's.
4: Thank
5: you. Uh,
2: yours, dear? Thank you. Now mine. There. I hope you two feel as good about this as I do because it kind of makes us all members of the farming fraternity. This is the kind of meal that millions of farm families sit down to every night.
5: I can't believe it.
2: Uh, You you can't believe what?
5: That so many people can live on two peas and a string bean.
0: Well, with the harvest over, Mr. Granby settled down to the normal routine of his business at the bank. Hello, dear.
4: Oh, John, where have you been all day? I called the bank and they said you were out.
2: Well, I told you last night I had to go up to Doveville on business, saw Mr. Parker about making a collection on his note. I went out to his farm.
4: Oh, did everything work out for you?
2: Oh, of course, of course. Although that Parker was a pretty shrewd article. When I got to his place and told him I was from the bank, he wouldn't let me in. Turned his police dog loose on me.
4: (laughs) Oh, my.
2: But I wasn't going to let any mutt frighten me off. I looked him right in the eye and walked past him. I showed him who was the master.
4: Yes. Well, dear, sit down. You must be tired.
2: Uh, No, it hurts less if I stand. (laughs) 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 Well, I finally got Parker to let me in the house. I didn't waste any time. Parker, I said to him... You owe the city national bank some money, and unless you pay, we're going to take over your farm. He finally saw the light.
4: And he paid you the money.
2: No, I bought the farm. You are listening to Granby's Green Acres, starring Gail Gordon. Now, here is part two.
0: Well, Mr. Granby finally did it. He quit his job at the bank and bought a farm near our town of Doveville. That was about one of the biggest news stories I printed in the clarion in a long while. About a month later, he and his family set out for the new house. Ah, what a day. What a day.
2: Well, Martha, we'll soon be there. (laughs) 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 Will you please stop that crying? You've been doing it ever since we left. Oh,
5: now, Dad, don't nag Mom. She feels terrible. After all, she's just left a home she's lived in for 20 years. She's left her friends everything. Well, so have I, and I'm not crying. I'm
2: happy. See, Martha, I'm laughing. Ha ha <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: <Ooh-hoo-hoo! laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: Goodness sake!
5: Oh Dad, how could you do a thing like this?
2: How could I do a thing like this? You and your mother talked me into it. Prices are too high, you said. On a farm, we'd get free butter and vegetables, you said.
5: (laughs) Dad, we didn't mean you had to run right out and buy a farm. Why, you never even let Mother or me see it. Well, I
2: wanted it to be a surprise.
5: Oh, some surprise. How do we know what kind of a place you bought? Why, Why? it might even be like this one we're coming to down the road. Look at that old broken-down house. It's overrun with weeds. The barn is sagging. It needs paint. And look at that... Up. Up. Dad? Why are you stopping here? Is there something wrong with the car?
2: No, Janice.
5: Dad, you mean,
2: welcome
3: home.
2: <laughs> now, just let me unlock the front door. Have a minute here. Then. There. Well, Martha, shall I carry you over the threshold? Ah! (laughs) Uh, That's funny. She did the same thing on our honeymoon. (laughs) Uh, Look, look, Martha. Cheer up. It's going to be all right. Now, come on. Let's have a smile. That's it. Now, let me get my handkerchief and wipe away those tears. There we are. Now, blow... Martha, oh, oh, oh! That was just the bus going down the road.
3: You're such a little boy,
4: giving up your job, putting most of our savings into this place. <sighs> well, I guess it'll work out.
3: Why,
2: of course it will. Now, come on, let me show you around. Uh, now, I go through here. Now, now, this is the kitchen.
4: Oh, my, it's large.
2: Sure, sure. So wait till our furniture gets here. Won't it look swell with the refrigerator over there, the electric stove over there, the dishwasher there? Uh, and we'll ha- Dad, hmm?
5: do huh? you mind if I ask you a question? Why, of
2: course not. Go right ahead.
5: Where are the electrical outlets?
2: The electrical outlets? Why, they're, um... Well, they should... Uh, well, they're usually, uh...
3: Uh, <laughs> uh.
4: John, there aren't any outlets, and I don't see any lights either.
2: No electricity were preposterous. How did Mr. Parker shave? <laughs>
5: uh, Dad, this may come as a surprise to you, but there are a lot of homes in this country that don't have electricity.
2: Well, what about Hoover Dam? And vice versa.
4: (laughs) Dear, there doesn't seem to be any gas either. How am I going to do the cooking? Well,
2: I don't know. I'll I'll see. Oh, so there are no electrical outlets, eh? What's this hole down here near the baseboard? Just let me put my hand in the air and
5: we... Dad! Dad, what happened? Did you get a shot? No,
2: no, a mouse bit me.
5: A mouse? Oh!
4: Oh, Dad! Mother's fainted! Get
2: some water! Okay, okay, there's a pump outside. I'll get some, I'll
3: get some.
2: Oh, water, water, water. Oh, here's the pump, here's the pump. What's the matter with this darn thing? Hello, Hello. Need some help? No. Fears to me like you do. Will you please leave me alone? My wife is fainted. I need some water. You ain't going to get any from that pump?
3: Why not? He
6: needs priming. Well, what do I prime it with? Water.
3: <laughs> How
2: can I prime it with water if I haven't got any water? Get some. <laughs>
6: Where? There's a pump three miles down the road.
3: <laughs> oh,
2: well, I'll get in my car and drive right down there. It
6: ain't worth it. Why not? That pump needs priming, too.
3: <laughs> well, where
2: can I get the water to prime that pump to get the water to prime this pump? Six miles down the road. <laughs> Are you sure that pump doesn't need priming, too? Yeah. What makes you so positive? It's a well. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, this is an emergency I've got to get some water for my... I'll th- get it for you Yeah. Oh, oh, Oh. well, that's very neighborly of you, Mr... Name's uh, Eb, Eb
6: yeah. Used to work on this place for old man Parker You need a hard
2: hand? Uh, no, I don't no. Okay, I'll get the water anyway Well, thanks, I'll, I'll appreciate... Dad,
5: uh, Dad, Mother's come too Oh, me.
2: thank goodness, I, I'd better go in and see her Well,
5: I don't think I would just now Give her a little while to cool off.
2: But, Janet, Now, look, if you
5: want to do something, why don't you see if you can find us some sort of a stove to cook on? All
2: right, all right, dear. Yes. Stove. Stove. Now, where can I get a stove? Sure, you oh, hear Oh, thanks very much. I, I Wait a second. I thought you said the well was six miles down the road. You did. Then how did you get the water so quickly? I had it in my car. In your car? Why didn't you say so? You didn't ask me. Oh! <laughs> well, I
6: guess I'll be going... You sure you don't need no hard men?
2: I'm positive. I'm perfectly able... Wait a minute, wait a minute. Didn't you say you used to work for old man Parker? Yeah. Say, what did he use to cook with? A stove.
3: <laughs> I
2: assumed that, but what kind? Wood burner. Well, do you know where I could get one?
6: I think Parker left his old one down behind the
2: barn. He did? Great, great. Say, would you give me a hand getting it into the house? You still don't want to hire me? No.
6: For a man who ain't hired, I sure am doing a lot of work.
0: <laughs> and so Mr. Granby settled down into the routine of farm life. And one morning, weeks later...
4: John, John, wake up. What's the matter? The The rooster is crowing.
2: Well, turn it off.
4: (laughs) John, will you please get up? It's 4.30.
2: 4.30? What's the matter with you, Martha? I don't have to get to the bank till 9.
4: You don't work in a bank anymore. You own a farm, Remember? Now get up! All right, all right,
2: all right. Oh, I could have slept if it hadn't been for that darn rooster.
3: Shut up! <laughs> 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 yeah,
2: I never seemed to get enough. You won't John, what's the
4: matter?
2: My pants are cold.
4: <laughs> Get move on. Eb is waiting for you to help him with the milking. Oh,
2: that Eb is some hired man. I hired him to help me, and I end up helping him.
4: John, will you please hurry? I am, I am.
2: Let me wash up.
4: Well, there's water in the pitcher. Just pour it into the bowl.
2: Okay. <laughs> oh, John.
4: What's the matter? Can't you find the washcloth?
2: I've got the washcloth, but where's the ice pick? <laughs>
3: I'm
6: going, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. Uh, Morning, Mr. Granby. Good morning. Sleep well?
2: What I did of it, yes. (laughs) Come on, Ab, let's get going.
6: (laughs) Rag mop.
3: Rag mop.
2: Deb, you have to be so cheerful. Well, I
6: feel good. It's going to
2: be a beautiful day. How can you tell? The moon is still out. Oh, <laughs> uh, here's the barn.
6: Your boss is waiting for us. You want to try milking her this morning, Mr. Granby?
2: Oh, of course. Of course. How am I going to learn if I don't try? Let me see. Put my hands here.
6: (laughs) A little further forward.
2: (laughs) I know, I know, I know. I pull down like this. Is empty.
6: (laughs) (laughs) No, she ain't empty. You ain't doing it right. Here, let me show you.
3: So, 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 bossy, so. All
6: right, now watch me. When you pull down, you move your fingers like this. See? Show off.
3: <laughs>
2: now you try. Okay, okay. Just... I don't think she likes me. Of course she does. Now just
6: keep at it. All right. All right. <laughs> gently, gently, you ain't pulling taffy. <laughs>
2: Being as gentle as I can.
3: Whoa! Oh on, try her again. Yeah.
2: Well, I guess I'm getting the hang of it. You get it, M? I'm milking the cow and I said I'm getting the hang of it.
6: Just keep milking.
3: Well,
2: here's the milk, Martha Four gallons again today Well,
5: that's fine, dear yeah. uh, Put it down over there, Dad
2: Yeah yeah, this is what you wanted, Martha. Milk to make your own butter. Free. Say, I'm, I'm hungry. Is there anything in the icebox? Yes.
5: 200 pounds of butter. <laughs> <laughs> what? what? Dad, can't you sell this milk somewhere? Well,
2: I've tried to, but the dairy won't buy milk from you unless you have a special kind of cow barn. And that costs $8,000. Oh,
5: dear. Uh, Dad, Mother and I have been talking, and we think you should put this place up for sale.
2: You're not serious.
5: Well, Dad, you're just not cut out to be a farmer. But I
2: haven't had a real chance to try it. I, I haven't even planted a crop yet.
5: Dad, look, I've been talking to Eb. He says the land on this farm has been overworked. The soil needs care. It'll take too much time and money. Oh,
2: what does Eb know about farming? <laughs>
4: Well, he's lived on one all his life.
2: Yeah? Well, I've got booklets from the Department of Agriculture. Now, now, look, look. I'll make you a sporting proposition. You say nothing can grow on this farm. Well, I'll bet you that I can plant a crop and harvest it. If that fails, I'm willing to admit that I was wrong and
4: sell it. Oh, Dad, you're just a... Now, wait wait a moment, Janice. I'll take that bet, John. But, Mother... Janice, it's what your father wants. But, Mom, you... Janice, I'm surprised at you. Has your father ever let us down? Well, no. Of course. But he hasn't. And I don't think he will now. All his life he's had his heart set on owning a farm. The worst comes to the worst. We can always go back to the city and get a job. But first, I think we should give him a few months to make good. Oh.
0: So Mr. Granby went to work to prove to his wife and daughter that he could make a go of the farm. Morning, noon, and night, he worked in the fields—hoeing, milking, shoveling, pumping, raking—and inside of a month, single-handed, he got the following result: It's a
2: badly sprained back, Mrs. Granby. You'll have to stay in bed for six weeks. <laughs>
0: stayed flat on his back for almost two months. Ebb tended to things for him, and then came the day he could get up and look at his crop. Martha, would you please get me my shoes? I left them downstairs.
4: All right, dear. Oh,
0: boy, this is the
2: day. Just wait till you see that field I planted. I'll show you if I'm a farmer or not.
4: Yes, dear. Well, get my shoes! All right! How's Dad? He's yelling again, so he must be better. He wants to go down and see the field he planted. Mom, does he know? No. I couldn't bear to tell him while he was in bed suffering that way. Nothing grew. Not
5: even a weed.
4: (laughs) Eb said he did his best, but... Oh, Janice, I I just don't know what this disappointment
5: will do to your father. Well, Mom, if something did grow in that field, you know what it would mean. We'd be stuck here on this farm. Well, yes, but I wouldn't mind, just as long as
4: your father was happy. Somehow I've got a lot of confidence in him. I think he can make a go of this farm.
5: Mom, listen. Can you stall him for a half hour? Well, I think so, dear, but why? I've got to get to that vegetable store in town. Stall him as long as you can!
2: Martha, Martha, can't you walk any faster? Oh,
4: yes, dear, but I'm worried about your back. Well, never
2: mind my back. If I didn't know you better, I'd think you were trying to stall.
4: Why, John, why should I do that?
2: I don't know. Where's Janice?
4: Uh, Well, I think she went down to the field to meet us. She... Oh, yes, there she is. Janice! Hello. Uh,
5: Dad, I came down here Janice,
2: Janice, will you get out of my way? I can't... Martha, look! There are things growing! Growing things, they're growing, growing, growing things, they are, they're growing.
3: growing. Yes, dear. And you
2: two said that this land wasn't any good, but I told you I'd make things grow. I told you!
4: Oh, you sure did, Dad. Yes, yeah,
2: so just look at that field. Little green things sticking their heads above the ground. I, I, I've got to pick one.
4: Oh, John, it, be careful of your back.
2: Look, look, Martha, a carrot. It's amazing. Simply amazing.
4: <laughs> but why is it amazing? You planted a seed, covered it with dirt, watered it, and pretty soon, what do you get? A carrot. Well, that's what's so amazing
2: about it. This is where I planted tomatoes. You have just heard the first episode of Granby's Green Acres, starring Gail Gordon. Granby's Green Acres was written and directed by Jay Summers. Music was composed and conducted by Opie Cates. This is Bob Lamont speaking.
0: This is CBS the Columbia Broadcasting System.
1: Welcome back. Well, there are a lot of really recognizable uh, elements in this uh, story that eventually made their way into the TV series Green Acres. The dirty little seed line, where uh, our hero says to his wife, you know, what happens if he puts a seed in the ground, you know, buries it and waters it, what will he have? And the wife responds, a wet, dirty little seed. And that was used, you know, verbatim, I think, in the very first episode of Green Acres. And the whole uh, pump priming bit was also used in one of the early episodes, as was the part about our hero getting laid up and someone going ahead and planting purchased vegetables because they didn't want him to be disappointed or give up immediately on his dream. And of course, there's a farmhand named Ed, though the radio version is very different because the TV version would end up being a young man who would view Mr. Douglas as like a uh, surrogate father. Beyond that, though, this does come off like a very rough, And as an audition program, it's a bit longer than your typical radio episode, and in many ways kind of uh, has like a main plot and then tax on some additional episodes to kind of tell the networks, okay, this is what we are kind of planning to do for the first episode, and I have this idea of something we could do for a later episode. So it kind of looks like we're getting, you know, parts of two or three episodes. It doesn't quite have the same charm as uh, the TV version. And I guess that may speak more to, like, uh, the development of television and uh, comedy as a whole, uh, or, you know, uh, Mr. Summer's uh, development. The TV version does a far better job at really selling us on our hero's uh, desire to go out and leave his old life to become a farmer. I mean, at times, it almost comes off as Way over the top and, you know, on the end. The way that uh, Mr. Douglas, played by Eddie Albert, would just get so passionate about farming. You know, I remember just this, you know, one scene where he was talking and just, you know, he lets out like this manic thing. I want to get my hands dirty! And here it seems a little uh, more whim. The way that it's written, it comes across more like Rambi has, you know, ideas about farming and has kind of thought about it. It's just a boyhood dream that... You know, is not at all based in reality or like this huge, you know, understanding of even all that's uh, at stake. And while Granby's uh, wife and daughter are devoted to him and, you know, certainly, you know, willing to humor him this far, we don't really get uh, a feeling of uh, where, where we. Eat empathize and understand why they are, you know, so devoted. Because he just kind of, you know, runs roughshod. And beyond that, you definitely miss all of the uh, characters from the TV series. You know, all of the just really unusual offbeat characters like Mr. Haney or Mr. Campbell, Mr. Ziffel, and of course Arnold... The Pig, that really just made that series memorable. Uh, it's tougher if the only, you know, character who is really anything offbeat is the late. That said, it's definitely interesting to hear, you know, kind of the origin story of what would become a, a cultural uh, landmark. And one interesting piece of uh, trivia is that uh, B. Benedict, who plays uh, Mrs. Granby in this episode, actually uh, played the lead in Petticoat Junction. And Green Acres was a spinoff of Petticoat Junction. So that kind of uh, completes the circle. Well, I hope you enjoyed this little uh, bit of radio curiosity. Next week, we turn to drama with Minute C. In the meantime, do send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net, follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives, and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash Radio Detectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.